Well, hello, hello, you beautiful people, my beautiful sass potters. How are you doing? How are my smooth bastards doing? How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. How are you doing? My friends, this is episode number two, one, three. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready to talk about wacky crap for approximately an hour? Well, thank you very much, person that's not really here. Let's get going. Now, folks, let me ask you a question. Do you have people around you that make just as much money as you, maybe even slightly more money than you, maybe slightly less money than you, maybe a lot less money than you, maybe a lot more money than you, but somehow they will still beg for money from you. Right? They'll go off and buy crap that they don't need to buy, do stupid crap they don't need to do, but somehow, some way it always comes back to them coming to you for some money in those cheap scumbags. Well, I shouldn't even say that they're cheap. It would be better if they were cheap, right? People always act like being cheap's a bad thing. And I'm here to tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with being a cheap bastard sometimes. Yeah, I just said it and I meant it and I'll explain. Now, I'm not talking about cheap guys or cheap gals that, that that are miserly and don't do anything and don't buy anything. I'm not talking about that. That's horrible. But the kind of cheap bastard I'm talking about is the kind of cheap bastard that doesn't like to waste money on stupid crap. I have a couple of friends, one in particular, that's heading towards being ridiculous with it. We're at his house. He decided he didn't want to go shopping that day because he didn't like to go shopping unless he was already out and about because going shopping and in the, in the traffic and then coming back was was just going to burn a lot of gas, man. It was going to burn a lot of gas. And I'm going, your stomach is growling so loud. I have to turn the television all the way up. I don't care. I'm not going shopping. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. That cheap bastard. You know what I mean? It's this, this, this. Listen, man. All right. I'm just want to, I just want to let you know, right? I don't like to waste money, but dad. Yeah. What's up, man? Um, I was wondering, um, I, uh, my clothes don't fit anymore. I mean, I'm, I've outgrown my clothes and I was wondering if I could, you know, get some new, new, new school uniform and did Hey, 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 hey. You like rap music, right? Yes, I do. All right. Remember when I told you to stop wearing your pants? The, the hang the pants down like the rap kids doing all of that. Remember when I said I stopped doing that? Yes, I, I, I've, I've, I've learned. I've done it. I've, I don't wear my pants like that anymore. Yeah, well, now you have my permission to wear your pants like that. Go ahead. Put your pants like you were wearing them when I told you to stop wearing your pants like that. Okay, there we go. See, look at now you now see they're not high waters anymore. See, as you can see, the bottom of your pants is now touching your shoes. Problem solved. Get out. But what about my shirt? Just, just tell him that it's a fashion statement that you want to show your navel because you're, you're you're proud that you have a flat stomach. Now get out. Um. Oh, before I go, Dad, I was wondering. Um, since I'm going to now have to wear this ridiculous ass clothes. Did you just say ass? No. Um. <laughs> I was wondering, um, I, I really, I'm having a little problem at school. And I was wondering if, if you, you could, um, you know, you could, you get a tutor, tutor it for me. It doesn't really cost that much. Listen, punk, let me tell you something right now. We don't need a tutor. Okay. You have the internet. Okay. The internet is where all the information of the world is stored. Everything you need to know, you can learn on the internet. All right. I didn't go through the problem of getting into a conversation with our next door neighbor and slyly turning the conversation into unique password codes and having a neighbor be dumb enough to go, you know, my password's octopus. Nobody's ever going to think of that. And I went, ha ha. Yeah, good dummy. And then I came back in our house and I wrote down octopus and then I found a, a, a computer in the trash can that actually works granted it's still got some orange peel stuck in it but it doesn't matter the crap works i typed in octopus and now you can use this just just messed up laptop to use the stolen code to do some research now shut up punk put your pants back where they were show your navel and then go upstairs and then do your homework trying to make me spend money get the hell out of here punk honey yes baby what's going on 
I think I need my appendix removed. Well, do me a favor, right? The kids are up there right now on the internet doing his homework on the on the computer from the trash can with the stolen codes. When he's finished with that, you go upstairs and you, you I'm sure, look, it's YouTube, right? You go on YouTube and you type in how to take out my own appendix and then you, you, you follow the instructions. But remember, get a knife and stuff while you're here now so you don't have to come back down and do it. And when you start to get the slicing on your bed, get the thing out of there, do me a favor. Put a towel down. I don't want you to get any blood and stuff all over the new rug, even though I bought the rug from the dollar store. A dollar's a dollar. Go upstairs and get that done because I don't like to spend money on stuff for no reason. <laughs> okay, I did not do that. I did not do that. Okay, I did not do that. I would not have my wife sitting up there trying to cut into what's you can get to take your own appendix out. I would I would never do that. I went upstairs with her and watched the YouTube video and I cut the appendix out, which was good to get saved us some money. Damn it. So it didn't really save me that money because, you know, she, she divorced me and took the money I had because the judge was going, you mean to tell me, Mr. Johnson, you actually tried to do an appendix operation in your garage with your wife as your kid huddled in the corner cold on a on an old laptop with only three keys on it using a stolen password your honor i'm trying to save money you you're gonna have no money to save <laughs> also you're gonna have to have someone come in and put money on your books because you're going to jail <laughs> okay none of that happened to my friend but he was a cheap bastard but I'm telling you right now, being a cheap bastard isn't a bad thing. You have to be careful. You have to be very, very careful. You have to be careful. Why? Because there are people around you. If you're not a little bit of a cheap bastard, that will take advantage of your punk ass. Oh, God said it. They'll test beg you. Do you know what test begging is? Ever been the victim of test begging? You might not even realize that you were the victim of test begging. But I'm telling you right now, you were the victim of test begging. See, the smart beggar doesn't just show up and ask for $300. Oh, no. That's what the amateur does. The amateur does not get the money most of the time, but the test beggar feels you out. It's like watching a boxing match where they just sit there and throw jabs at each other, trying to get the other person's timing down, trying to get the spacing, trying to find out how to close the distance. Well, that's what a test beggar does to you. Ever been out with a friend of yours who never really picks up a check or anything like that? And all of a sudden, this punk-ass bastard starts talking about how he just kind of throws it into a normal conversation. Oh, crap, I don't have any money on me. And then you walk into the store, and all of a sudden, then you go, why is this guy trying to go to the store with no money? And then I just wanted to see something. And you walk in him and in with his punk ass. And, all, oh, man, I can really use a soda right now. I'm really thirsty. And you're thinking, hey, it's just a couple of bucks. You know, I'll get that for you, man. Don't worry about it. Ah, you just failed. He test begged you and your dumb ass fell for it. You dumb bastard. He didn't need that soda. Was he going to die from, uh, was he dehydrated or something, huh? Was, was he lacking sustenance? Hmm? No, you're only 15 minutes away from your home. If you go back to your home, there's something to drink there. If you go to his house, there's something to drink there. He just wanted to find out whether your dumb ass was going to give him two bucks and your dumb ass gave him two bucks, you sucker. I know what you're thinking. Now, it's just a couple of bucks. It's not that big of a deal. What are you talking about, S? There's no way in the world he was trying to set me up. <laughs> That's why you need me, damn it. He was setting your punk ass up for later. You don't even realize it. He was just setting you up, man. Who the hell, as an adult that has a house and a car and a life, says to another adult, Oh, I'm really thirsty right now. I could really use a soda. Nobody says that crap. If he was a real man, he would say, yo, man, let me get, I want to get a soda. I ain't got no money on me. I'll get, from me the soda, I'll give you the two bucks back. See, he wouldn't say that because then he'd actually have to give you the two bucks back. He was hoping you'd buy the soda and forget about the two dollars. He'd sit there glug, 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 looking at you like, ha, ha, ha. This soda tastes extra good because you paid for it. And I ain't paying your dumb ass back because you're not even going to remember you did it. <laughs> Thanks for the soda, jackass. And he puts a check mark in his mind. Click. Dumbass gave me the soda. I ain't giving him nothing back. I gotta test the dumb bastard again. 
little while go, little time goes by, and he starts talking about how much he loves reading the newspaper. Oh man, I can't get this Sunday paper. What is it, two fifty? Oh crap, I don't have it on me. Oh, I'll get you one. Oh no problem. Thanks a lot. Oh, you failed again. Oh no, you could have said, "Yo man, uh, I'm gonna get you this paper. Make sure you give me the two bucks back." But you didn't say it. You didn't say it. You didn't think about saying it. Why? Because you're a dumb bastard, and now he's at four dollars. You dumb bastard. You're not gonna get that four bucks back, you bastard. You ain't even paying attention you ain't getting it back oh it's just the beginning you oh no he now has put two check marks in his mind and now he's going for three one two three strikes you're out he's a begging bastard and he takes you out you go to dinner you're sitting at the table with this bastard and then the check comes oh crap i forgot my wallet oh he forgot his wallet sure he did and you front him the 20 bucks not a problem it's only 20 bucks right <laughs> you dumb bastard one two three three strikes your punk ass is out he now has opened you up nice and wide for the deep begging he waits a month because he doesn't want to be dumb. He's got to strike. He's got to strike hard. He's got to strike deep and quick. He starts talking about money problems, but he puts it in really subtly. He doesn't push it down your throat. He doesn't make it like it's a big complaint. He just lays the foundation. He wants to buy something for 600 bucks, but he can't buy that thing for 600 bucks because his rent is 600 bucks. He might not be able to get that thing. And most adults would just go, well, if it's 600 bucks and I don't have 600 bucks, I guess I can't have the crap, but not the test beggar, not the beggar, not the slick bastard oh no he goes and buys the thing doesn't show you the thing because if he shows you the thing and then ask you for money you're going to be going well why don't you sell that thing what the hell were you buying that thing for when you knew you needed rent oh no he's already set your punk ass up he set you up punk so he enjoys his $600 thing in his home. He's digging it and he's enjoying it because he knows for a fact your dumb ass is next. The setup is, he's like that, it's like that movie, this thing. He's tapping his nose. We set this bastard up, didn't we? Yes, we did. Then he gets in the car and he's looking distraught. Oh, he's looking bummed out. Oh no. He's looking sad. Oh. You're joking around with him. He can't laugh and he knows you're a nice enough person. What's wrong, man? What's wrong? <sighs> I don't know, man. What's going on? Oh, my landlord's crazy. Now, he's been telling you how crazy his landlord is for about three and a half weeks. Why? To set you up to set the groundwork for the big bag he's already done the three test bags you know what i'm saying one two three freaking bags because he, he's a cheap ass bastard well, i shouldn't say cheap bastard lying bastard but he set you up oh he set your punk ass up and here it comes my landlord's crazy man what's wrong with your landlord he's nuts man he's nuts it was a little a, a mix up with the rent and now he says that you know, I don't, I owe him $600. I don't even know what he's talking about. I don't know him to be, and, he, and I don't even remember what the stories would be, but it would be some, be some convoluted crap that you couldn't possibly check out. It's not like you're going to go to his landlord and go, Hey, did you mess up? And this guy always says he owes you $600 when he doesn't. You're not going to do that. You're just going to believe your friend. And I wish this was a video podcast because I'm making the quote marks with my hands right now. And that's why I just told you that I'm making the quote marks with my hands, that bastard. And then he goes, I have $600. I don't want to be on to leave on the street and get high. And you're going, oh, crap. I really, I can dip into my savings. Would you do that for me, man? That'd be really good. I really have that. He never says, I'll get it right back to you. He just thanks you for doing it. Don't think when they don't. Make sure. Well, I'll get to that later. So you get the $600, you give it to him. And he never says he's going to pay it back. He implies it, but never actually comes out and says it. 
and a month goes by. He doesn't give you any of that money. In fact, you don't even see him that much because he knows if he sees you right away, you're going to be like, you got that $600 or something, you bastard. He's not around. He's busy. You only get the answering machine. He, You, you think you saw him uh, in a store, but all of a sudden you walk around. All you want to do is say hello and make sure everything's okay. But uh, well, maybe it wasn't him. Yeah, it was him in the store, but he saw you and he's like, oh, crap. The bastard might want some of his money back and he runs out of the store. And it's all your fault. Why? Because you failed the test. He test begged you three times. You failed three times. And he set you up for the big score. The sting. Yeah, that's right. You need to be more like me, damn it. You see, I had a friend try that crap on me once. You almost got me. This is me in my 20s, though. I wasn't S. Anthony yet. I was still Steve. I was just about to become S. Anthony. Basically, I meant I wasn't as cool as I am now and a little bit more dumb. I mean, not that I'm dumb. I mean, I was dumber than <laughs> back to the story. So I had a friend of mine ask me for for a soda. And here's the thing. Nobody... No, but nobody mentions crap. So they, they, they want you to buy the crap. When somebody mentions crap, they want you to buy the crap. And the guy wants the soda. I get the guy the soda. No problem. But I'm one of those people. If I loan you a small amount of money like that every once in a while, it's not a regular thing. I don't really expect it back. If you give it back, cool. But I don't expect it back. But if I notice a pattern, if I notice you trying to be slick, oh, no, your punk ass is going down. I failed the first test, the soda test. Not a problem. Not a big deal. Then it was something else for like five, six bucks. Not a problem. Not a big deal. And then I thought, wait a second. I know what I'm going to do. So I kind of, that, that, that kind of dwindled out. That guy stopped begging for money. So that guy really was just, it was an aberration with that cat. So it was like, okay, not a problem. But I still learned my lesson because the next person who tried it on me wasn't, just it wasn't an aberration with this cat. I can see it was going to be part of a pattern. Oh, no, you don't, you bastard. But to me, see, a lot of people wait till the person begs and begs and begs over a long period of time. And they realize they owe them a, the person owes them one hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred dollars or they'll let the person beg and 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 beg like that. Or what they'll do is they let the person beg a little bit and then hit them with the big score and they never get the money back. And they feel guilty about asking for the money back. Well, I got news for you. I never let it get that far. See, I'll give you the first five bucks. <laughs> but I know what I got in store for your ass. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I was wondering if I could borrow $20, man. Really? Don't you already owe me $5? Well, I'm <laughs> Exactly. Shuts them right down. That $5 was an investment. You see, if they're not going to pay me back the five bucks, they're going to avoid me. And if they're the kind of person that's going to avoid me because they owe me five bucks, good. Go away, punk. Yeah, that's right. I said it. You know damn well you have people that are test begging you all the time. People will test beg the crap out of you till they get everything from you, till they milk you dry. But you ain't milking the S machine. Oh, no. Oh, no, you don't. I don't let anybody get away with test begging. If somebody goes, hey, man, uh, oh, man, uh, I'll get you the soda. Just make sure you get that two bucks back to me. <laughs> exactly. So it's really kind of like you buying a soda. Nice try, jackass. Well, I was wondering if I could borrow $20. Sure, here's $20. Give it back to me when you get home. But I Exactly, you bastard. You ain't going to try to fool the S machine. I'm not Steve anymore. Damn it. I'm S. Anthony now, punk. And you borrow money from me, I gets it back. Or I kick you in the ass with these size 12 shoes. Now, come on, people. You know what I'm talking about when you have somebody give you the test bag. If you ever have somebody mention something that doesn't cost that much and they give you the little the little Bambi eyes and they want you to buy that crap, whether it be a, somebody that you're getting it on with or well, it doesn't matter. For somebody you're getting it on with, you just buy the stuff because <laughs> it's okay if they take advantage of you. <laughs> Delicious buttocks. But if it's a dude, please, if I loan you some crap, I loaned you some crap. I ain't giving you nothing unless I decide to give you something, punk. So all I'm saying, my friends, is 
don't be a sucker for the test beggars because test beggars will play you like a trombone. Look them in the eye. See, listen, I want this money back. And if they don't give it back to you, do what I do. Stab them. Okay, I do not stab people for not giving me back five dollars. That's ridiculous. I don't, I don't stab them. Stab their dog. Okay, I do not stab people's dogs for not giving me back my five dollars. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, I would never do that kind of thing. I was, you know, I, I was just I was just blowing off some steam. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Talk bad about them to their kids. Okay, don't do that. Don't talk bad about them to their kids. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. It's, it's, you know, that's wrong. I would never do that. That's just try to reunite their wife with their ex-boyfriend, with her ex-boyfriend and hope they start banging. Okay. That's even worse that that just don't, don't, don't stab the dog. Don't stab them. Don't talk bad to their kids. And then and don't try to get their wife to bang an ex-boyfriend. Don't do none of that. Just, you know, just hound them hourly for your money. Yeah, that's the best way. Hound them hourly. Sit outside of their house. Hold up a sign that says, where's my 20 bucks bill? And sit out front of their house. That's right. And when the mailman comes, be sitting on the porch, pretend that you're them. And then go through all of their mail and see whether or not one of them had a birthday and they got 20 bucks for their birthday. And if they got 20 bucks for their birthday, steal the money and then write a note saying, this 20 bucks was taken by me because Bill owes me 20 bucks. Okay, don't do that either because that's male tampering. That's a federal. <clears throat> All I'm saying is don't let anybody play you for a sucker. You understand? Because the S man doesn't want anything bad to happen to his bastards. Segment over. All right, folks, let me ask you a question. Now, a lot of times I've run across people that a lot of my friends and granted, they, 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 they are making some real money and I'm just a regular jackass who would one day like to make real money. I mean, I would love to be famous or, you know, semi-famous like some of these jackasses, you know, and it's going to require you stepping up and getting more people to listen to this crap so I can become famous, you bastards. Back to the story. But they're the kind of people that like to be early adopters of things, really, really early adopters of things. They like to be the first person to buy this or the first person to buy that or the first person to go listen to this band or the first person to drink this or the first person to drive that or the first person, the first person, the first person. But I don't I don't like necessarily being an early adopter unless I just am going to buy something to do something that I thought was cool. But if I'm an early adopter or something, I find out after the fact or it just happens i'm not buying something just to be an early adopter the times i've been an early adopter was okay because like i said when i was a little kid my mother knew somebody who worked someplace and they i was one of the first people to have a, a little basketball game when i was a kid it was one of the first electronic games and i was one of the first people that had it definitely the first person in my neighborhood to have it and i was a shy little geeky kid much much different than i am now <laughs> i'm the same person but I was a shy, geeky kid, and I had the little. I didn't have, didn't talk to people that much, and I didn't have that many friends. And I had a couple of friends, but not a lot of friends. And I was the only one that had the game. And when I would sit on the porch and play the game, dude, what is that you playing, man? And I'd show them the game. Oh man, that's the double trap, the triple quadruple basketball, triple quadruple basketball thing. Yeah, I heard about that, but I never saw you. Is that yours? Yeah. And they'd come on the porch to play, and the word in the neighborhood got out. Little Steve has the triple quadruple 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 basketball game. Now, here's the problem. Because I was the only person that actually had that game and I was a very shy kid and kept to myself, I played the game 24-7, killing batteries left and right. But because I played the game all the time, an early adopter of the game because no one else had it, I was so good at the game, it actually started to bore me. I would turn the game's computer uh, competitor of mine up to this highest level and I could lit I this is no joke I literally could beat the game with my eyes closed because I could tell what the game was doing by the sounds so I was beating the game like say it was like a basketball game so say I would I would literally be beating the computer like 100 to 60 on a regular basis with my eyes closed 
So what do you think happened when I started to play other kids who'd never played the game before? Now, if I was a smarter in a societal sense type kid, if I was more street smart kid at that time, I would know to either throw some of the games or let the people hang around in the game to keep the game going. So we'd have a great time. I'd still beat them most of the time, but let them hang around. Let it be fun. I know they could, there was a 0% chance of them even coming close to beating me, but no, I was shy and all the kids were on the porch and all the kids wanted to play with little Steve and all the kids wanted to play the basketball game. They would actually sit on, on the steps in a line to play me. And they would all be sent down the steps, crushed, destroyed, because why, why, even though I was a very shy kid, I was super competitive. I was a shy kid, but super competitive. And it wasn't enough to just beat these people. I was destroying them. There were people that coming up on the porch. I'm going to beat you, man. You don't say that to me. Oh, no. See, when they would, when I was actually trying and they were actually trying, I was beating these people like 130 to 25, right? A couple of the girls, I let them hang around for a while. <laughs> but I was too young to have sex or anything like that. So, we, I, you know, and I said, so well, I eventually crushed them, too. I knew it was something about them I wanted to have. I just liked having them around. I liked them sitting there and they put the dimples and but I still beat them. I just didn't beat them as bad. But the dudes was no mercy. Destruction crushed them. I, there were dudes on the porch who, the cooler the guy was, the worse I crushed them. It was a guy who was like Mr. Smooth, whatever Mr. Smooth is when you're a young kid like that. And he comes up on the porch with his new sneakers and the new this and the new, and everybody, he's so cool. And he comes up, I, I, I had a game, something like this, first of all. No, he didn't. So he's already lying. He's on my porch taking away my damn attention. Everybody's on the porch to worship me and my magical game. And this punk comes up on the porch with his punk ass. We're just good looking for a little kid. Good kid, good looks. And I'm just kind of goofy looking. And he comes and I think he's going to. And he just thinks he's going to come on the porch and beat me on my porch on my game. Oh, no. No mercy. I'm not even looking at the screen because as I told you, I could play the game with my eyes closed. I'm looking at the other kids and he's playing his heart out. I didn't let him score a basket. We played 10 times in a row. I didn't let him score a point. Not one point. And I'm scoring like 250 points. I'm doing a Harlem Globetrotter crap to him. Holding conversation while he's sitting there covered in sweat, doing body English, trying to make things happen. And I'm crushing him, destroying him, killing him. I sent him off the porch like the bitch he was. And he never came back. I think he left town. I don't know. I know he was talking about his parents got a job in Arizona. Your parents didn't get a job in Arizona. Your parents left the, left, I was living in Philadelphia at the time. Your parents left Philadelphia because they were embarrassed about you as a human being. I bet they went to Arizona, didn't even have a job in Arizona, let you go to sleep in your little punk ass bed. And then when you woke up, there were no parents there. You, they went to their real city they were moving to and they left a note with you. you got up and you read the notice like sorry kid after he crushed you like that we can't be seen with you here's a hundred bucks have a good life loser i bet that happened <laughs> okay that there's absolutely no chance that that actually happened but little kid me really wished that it did happen and that was a one time being an early adopter was cool. Now, I wasn't an early adopter because I was trying to be an early adopter. I was an early adopter because it just happened to be that way. It just happened to be that way because I just happened to cross that toy. But sometimes people try to be early adopters because they want to rub it in your face. They want to feel like they're better than you. Oh, I got this thing first. I'm the first to have this television. It cost me $3,000. And then three years later, everybody else is getting the same $3,000 television set for 600 bucks. 
<laughs> you still have you and then you're sitting there going at that, that, that this is this is the well at least i had the tv oh you had a television set it's not like no one else in the world had television sets jackass you just had a bigger television set and quite frankly it didn't really matter because because you had the big television set we all came to your house to watch the games on your television set and the only reason we would want to get a big television set is to watch the games on the big television set and we were at your house watching those games on the big television set so basically it was just like we had big television sets except you're the one who's still paying for it <laughs> for five seconds you feel great as an early adopter look at this big tv set nobody else has it really that's important jackass guess again it's not important you ever hear somebody that heard of a band before they became famous and they try to rub it in your face? Well, maybe you're a fan of the Floppy Tones, but I knew about the Floppy Tones before they were even called the Floppy Tones. Did you know that five years ago they were just called the F-Tones and they decided to call themselves the Floppy Tones because of the lead singer's ears are floppy? And His ears are floppy? I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, because after they became famous, he had his ears pinned back. Well, he, they decided to keep the name Floppy Tones. It's an inside joke for those of us in the know because they know. Oh, it's a secret. They they don't put it out there in the mainstream like that. Oh, oh okay. Um, well, you know they're they're a big band now, and I have all the three albums that they have out. They actually have five albums out. Oh, really? Okay, let me go check it here. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's two more albums here on this uh, web uh, their website. Let's see. Click purchase. Click purchase. Okay, now I have all five albums. Oh, I did not realize that they, 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 they released those. Yeah, when they became famous, the record company decided to go back and, and release those early two albums. And they, those also went platinum as well. So now everybody has uh, all five albums of the floppy tones. Oh, for, for a few minutes there, I felt kind of special because I had the albums um, that nobody that you guys did not have. But I didn't realize that, you know, that they uh, they're now that. So basically, there's nothing special about me having the albums and. I just told you about the floppy. Well, actually, to be honest with you, they just, he just did a big interview on 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 the, on the Tonight Show, and he told everybody about his ears. So, you know, we also know about his ears, and we all have the other albums. So, there's nothing. There's no difference between you and everybody else. Well, at least I can say that I I I, I had the albums first. Yes, you can say that, but no one cares. Look, man, don't take this from me. <laughs> I had a friend of mine that just every time an iPhone comes out, that's the only really the only real thing that he spends a lot of money on. But he'll get the iPhone, the literally he he will I means this is a grown man, and he will sleep outside. He'll sit on the floor on the on the ground in the cold outside, waiting for the new phone or the new this or the new that. And then he shows up and people are like, where the hell were you while I was sleeping outside? Because I got to be the first person to get the blop de blop. And we're going, oh, okay, so you got the phone. That's, that's cool. I mean, so you, you, you slept, you slept outside the store in the cold and you sat on that cold ground all those hours. So you could have the privilege of spending $700 on, on, on the phone. And then you, you know, and then you went in and got the phone and then y'all had this little celebration. Everybody's high fiving each other. Hey, we all, sat on the streets and got this phone before other people got it. Yay, you know. And then you spent $700 on the phone. And then, of course, you know, the rest of us, two days later, just kind of walked into the store and, and bought the exact same phone. You know what I mean? And you had the phone two to three days earlier than the rest of us. And, um, I mean, you, you're still learning how to use the phone. It's not like you've mastered the phone. And so basically, your, 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 your learning curve on the phone is only slightly ahead of us. You know, two weeks from now, we'll, we will all have completely mastered the phones. And, you know, they were quite frankly, the, he, he, this guy over here, he spent $500 on the phone because, you know, one of the people that slept outside for the phone got pneumonia and sold the phone back to pay hospital bills. And then he walked back in and got the phone for $500. And, you know, also, I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, you don't, you don't like to talk about it that much, but you had, um, you know, that, that thing that happened to you because you, you sat on the ground. You're not going to bring that up, are you? You're not going to bring it up and make fun of me, are you? Uh, I'm not going to really make fun of you because it's kind of a, a serious thing, but you know, you, you, you got frostbite of the buttocks cheek, the, the buttocks cheek tip. You know, I didn't even know that frostbite of the buttocks cheek tip was a thing, but you know, you, you have it and then they had to cut off that part of your buttocks cheek and now you have no buttocks cheek, cheek tip, you know. 
And then you and I'm thinking, okay, well, he learned his lesson. He he had a frostbite of the buttocks cheek tip, and he will not do anything dumb again. He won't sit outside and freeze what's the left the, the rest of his ass off. And then 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 another then the new phone came out, the phone that you had, and it came out with another phone that was slightly bigger, and it has a, a bubble gum dispenser in it. And then you decided to sit on the ground again and get another phone. It's the same phone you have, but it has the bubble gum dispenser on it, and it's one tenth of an inch longer and it and, and has another it has a letter next to the name of it you decided to go get it so you had to sit on sit on the ground again and then you and I, you would figure that the simple fact that you had frostbite of the buttocks cheek tip that you would have something to warm the buttocks but you you were so desperate to get the phone you sat back down again on the ground and you, you got frostbite of the buttocks cheek remnant and uh, now you have you, they actually had to take off more buttocks cheek. You, you, why did you do that? Because now you've literally lost seven point nine percent of your buttocks because you sat on the ground. I don't get it. Yeah, but I got this phone. Um, yeah, I know. What do you need? You gotta know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, well, okay, I got the phone, and now y'all are all gonna get the phone two days later, and it wasn't worth it. Um, no, we we, we we're not gonna upgrade the phone. The phone still works, but there was really no reason to to get another phone. I mean, you. You 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 spent fourteen hundred dollars on phones, and and then you had to spend another seven grand for the chopping off of your buttocks cheek tip. I don't I don't understand. But I mean, was it really worth it? You have, I mean, we were standing in line. Remember the time we went to Starbucks right after that? And you're still staring at your phone, and there was a guy behind you, and you heard the snapping of a of a of something, and then you looked around, and there was a guy taking a picture of your ass, and you said, "Hey, dude, what are you doing taking the picture of your ass for my ass for?" And the guy looked at you and said, "You know what? I I I I, I had it was a long time since I've I've never seen anyone that had the." Uh, you obviously you had a you had frostbite of the buttocks cheek tip and he goes yeah yes i i i did have frostbite of the buttocks cheek tip well how do you know about it and then the guy turned around and pointed to his ass and he was also someone that had frostbite of the buttocks cheek tip and then y'all started a friendship and you both sat there with your phones that you lost your ass cheeks for and i got my coffee and then left you there because you both look stupid you two assless dudes with your stupid phones. It was not that important to be an early adopter of the phone that you would lose your buttocks cheek tips, you dumb bastard. Now, that's a slight exaggeration. <laughs> I didn't actually have a friend lose part of his buttocks cheek tip to get a phone. That's, that's, that did not happen. Okay, he lost a little. He didn't lose his buttocks cheek. He did, but he did have a frozen buttocks, and he had an infection of the buttocks from sitting on the ground. And and uh, and 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 you have to understand something. I'm not hurting myself at all to get anything. I'm not sit. I'm not sitting on the ground outside waiting for any phones. I'm not sitting on the ground and laying and sleeping in a tent for any kind of crap on uh, Black Friday. I'm not doing any of that crap. I don't need to be an early adopter that bad, man. You don't want to be the first a lot of times. A lot of times the person, whoever's first, gets bleeped up every time. The person who's first gets bleeped up, the first person to discover this land, all of a sudden you get you get diseases that, that didn't exist before, and then you wind up having the disease named after you. Why? Because you were the first person to discover this island. And because you were first, you wanted to be the first person to walk on land. And then you step on the land and you go, ha ha, I'm the first person that's ever walked on this soil. And then a, and a thing that looks like a combination of a bear and a snake walks out and bites you on the butt. And then you're looking back and you're going, oh my God, it's a thing that's a combination of a bear and a snake. And it looks at you and goes, yeah, and I bit you on the ass too. Nope, don't to get off my damn island. And you look back at the thing and you're going, wow, I didn't, you're an, you're an animal that's a combination of a bear and a snake. And you speak English and you're going, yeah, there's a lot of things about the island people don't know, but you're the first person here. So, you know. That's why that's why most people didn't know about it. I mean, if you were the second person here, somebody probably would have said, hey, man, there's an island out there that nobody's been on except for me. that has a thing that's on the island. That's a combination between a bear and a snake that bites people on the ass. But but you're the first person here. So, you know, the only bad part about it is the poison that I left inside of you is going to make you hallucinate or not a lot. It's going to you're going to really hallucinate. So I, I might not actually exist. You might just be rambling about nothing in your bed right now. Uh huh. What? 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 Mister Johnson, are you awake? We had to slap the shit out of you. You, 
You were talking about uh, some kind of animal that was a combination between a bear and a snake biting you in the ass. Yeah, it was. It was. It was yeah, man, I wanted to say, sir, you, you, there was no animal that was a, between the. You would. You. You were high, sir. You were the first person to try this drug. What's wrong with you? Well, you, you, you? Why would you be the early adopter of a drug? You took a drug. And you're running around the street, pointing to your balls, saying, "I," saying that you saw something that looked like a cross between a bear and a snake, and then the police beat you down, and then now you're here in a psychiatric hospital. Don't be the first person to try drugs, dumbass! You stupid bastard. Okay, none of that happened. But what I'm saying is, don't be the first person to do anything. Right? The first person that gets a disease, no, nope, even though it's the first person that gets a disease is dead, there's no first person that gets a disease and they're alive. If they name a disease after you, it's a posthumous award. Only your family knows about it. You're in the ground with worms eating you up. You're not knowing about it. The only way you could get away with it is if you were a really, really rich guy and you decided to spend some money and pay money to have something named after you. But, you, but, but I mean, diseases all have names, man. You know, you mean, imagine if you were some kind of billionaire and you're going, I just spent $13 million to have the common cold named after me. <laughs> That's right. What an investment. I'm sure that everybody's going to have my name on their lips and it's going to make me tons of money. Um, Dude, that's that's not no that's not how it works you know it's not like you're gonna get money every time somebody coughs or anything i'm not gonna get money when people cough. no but it's named after me you really you really should have spent your 13 million on something else man that was kind of a you must be really rich to just blow money like that yeah i got a lot of money i mean instead of spending 13 million to have the common cold named after you you could have spent like seven million maybe five to seven million dollars Going to a small market NFL team and then had them name the stadium after you. And then, you know, then people would have actually been saying your name. And, you know, I mean, do you have a business? Do you have a business? Well, then why, why would you name? Is the business named after you? No. Why don't you name your business after yourself? Why, see, if you named the business after yourself and then spent some of the money and got the naming rights of a stadium, then you'd get all that free publicity. People would be driving by the stadium and they'd have the name of your business the, the, on the TV. They'd have to say your name of the business all the time and you get all that free publicity. Oh, man. I kind of messed up there, huh? It's really a bad idea. I mean, because as it turns out, it actually costs $13 million to have the disease not named after you. So I'm gonna, it's going to cost me $26 million and I'll have absolutely nothing to show for it. Wow. Um, You're kind of a moron, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I've never been an early adopter when it comes when it comes to stupid things. You know, like I said, I, I'm I'm one of those people that likes to wait till things have been used by other people. Let those dumb bastards knock out all the kinks and knock out all the problems before I waste my time with it. Right. Like if a car, like when a car comes, like I would like to get a RAV4. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm very, very happy with the mighty Toyota Camry, but I'd like to get a RAV4. But I got news for you. If I get a RAV4, unless I start making a lot of money, if I get a RAV4, it's going to be a RAV4 that's maybe a year or two old. Why? Because by that time, all the crap that's wrong with it, the jackass who's been driving it will have gotten it fixed. And I know what you're thinking. Well, what if they got rid of it because they couldn't get it fixed? <laughs> I didn't think it through that far. Shut up. <laughs> but I'm not really an early adopter. I'm not really an early adopter most times. The part that really annoyed me about early adopting is, is back in the day when they when you were selling uh like CDs of your favorite artists. And this I didn't really pay much attention to it because once I bought the CD, I, I didn't go back to the record store for a while. I would go to the record store, buy the CDs that I wanted back when people actually bought CDs, and I would go home and then I'd play them in my my CD Walkman or whatever, I'd play them at the house, or whatever. And one time I bought a CD the day an album came out, you know, when I ran down and I got the album, the day the album came out and I bought that album. And this is why I'm never, I'd stop being an early adopter, by the way. And I go down and I bought the album. The album was like 18 bucks. Yes. CDs cost 18 bucks at one point. That's how long ago this was. 
And I bought it. And I, was, I, was, I didn't give a crap. It was my favorite singer. And I put the CD in. It was a great CD. All the songs are awesome. And greatest and greatest. Incredible and double incredible and triple incredible. The greatest. And one day I was going back downtown. I was living in Philadelphia at the time. And I go back to that. I was walking by the record store. And I, oh, I was just here a couple of a few days ago. Yes, there's a record store. I bought that CD. And I thought, you know what? Let me go get another CD. from. I'm going to get a comedy CD this time because I want to hear some comedy. You know, I already got my. And I looked in the window and the same CD that I bought for $18.98 was now $12.98 days later. And it's not like they were having a hard time selling the CD. I bought the CD it came, when it came out. The CD was the number one CD in the country or the number two. Whatever it was, it was still selling like hot cakes. And they dropped the price from $18.98 to $12.98. And why did they have the money up so high like that? Because they knew the hardcore fans of of this artist wanted to get the CD the first day. They wanted to be there when it came out of the box. They wanted to be the first people at home listening to the CD. They wanted to be the first people in the world that weren't in the record, that weren't part of the record company to hear the music. They wanted to be the first, the first, the first, the first, the first. And they would, and, and when you buy an album or, or CD back in the day, the first day it comes out, you or an early adopter, and you are the hardest of hardcore fans. Like when Beyonce drops her album on uh, iTunes or whatever, the first few people, well, not few, the first say the first half million people that buy that things are her hardest hardcore fans, you know? But how do you think they would feel if they went out and they bought it the first day it comes out and they go back because they just want to see how their girl's album's doing and they found that they spent 10 bucks for it, but now it's $4. Now, granted, it's not a lot of money, but you feel like a sucker. Why would you beat up on the people that are the most hardcore? If anything, you should give us the low price and keep it quiet and give the higher price to the jackasses who don't give enough of a crap about it to get it the first time and get it early. And that's when I stopped being an early adopter of things. Because when you're an early adopter of things, you're kind of a sucker. So listen, Sass Potters, unless it's something that you were going to buy anyway, unless it's something, unless you got a truckload of bread and the simple fact that it costs more doesn't mean anything to you, don't be a sucker. Now, this doesn't apply to at some point in the future, if I ever decide to start selling things, <laughs> please make sure that you're definitely an early adopter of anything that requires purchasing anything that's associated with me. <laughs> because that's, that's, that's okay. You know, that, that, that's not, you're not a sucker for that. You're a genius for that. <laughs> and also, I ain't lowering any prices. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Segment over. All right, cats and kitties, dudes and just do that. I want to talk to you about one last thing before we end this show. Uh, I'm sitting in the car and I'm putting my dash cam up. The windows are down. It was raining, but it wasn't raining hard and the air felt kind of good. So I just kept the windows down and some, there was a couple of people walking by the, by, by the car having another one of those conversations that you wind up overhearing. And you all, I pay attention to them sometimes, but and, and sometimes I don't. Usually I don't, as I talked about before. But this time it was one of those conversations that was, it was like, oh God. Remember in last episode, last episode when I talked about how I wish I had ear, that they would make um, hearing aids. <laughs> they would make hearing aids for people that don't want to hear stupid crap. This was another one of those conversations that illustrated my need for that product. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the last episode, but most likely you've already heard it because you have great taste in podcasts. Unless you're a new person, in which case this is your first time listening to my podcast. It was great, wasn't it? Chris, it was. Go listen to the other crap, you bastards. Back to what I was saying. So these two people are talking, and one lady is very, very religious. And one lady is, is religious, but not as religious as, as strictly religious as the other person. And they're having a conversation. And they stopped walking because they were reconfiguring their bags, you know, to make them more comfortable to carry. And one lady's going, you know, and another thing, man, I'm going there, and, you know, and I'm very, you know, Jesus, God, God, Jesus, 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 God, 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 God. Did I mention God, 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 Jesus, 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 Lord, 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 God, 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 Savior, God, 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 God. I know, God, 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 Savior, God, God, God. And they would have one of those conversations. 
And one lady goes, you know, and another, and, and I'm, I'm serious, even. And she comes in, and her guy is an atheist. And I'm like, I don't even know what to say to this guy. I mean, I love God, 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 Jesus, 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 Savior, Savior, God, 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 did I mention God yet? And he's atheist, and I'm thinking, I mean, how do you even talk to an atheist? I mean, don't they eat babies and dropkick seals and baby seals and all that kind of stuff? How could she even be seen with them? I don't even, I can't, I'm not even friends with her anymore because she's, she's dating this atheist and he's, I mean, where do they get their morals from? What, well, how, I mean, I have God to tell me what to do and how to be a good person. Who tells him how to be a good person? Who tells him not to steal? Who tells him not to, you know, and then, and then the last straw was we're there and I'm trying not to talk to them and he walks up to me and he goes, hi, and he sticks his hand out and I was looking at his hand and I didn't want to be really rude and I just kind of touched his hand and I, you know, and I said, I, and I walked away because I didn't, I didn't even want to talk to him. I had nothing I wanted to say to him. I mean, and then I went outside and boiled my hand and chopped it off. <laughs> okay. It wasn't that bad, but basically what she was, was she, she just didn't understand the concept that someone can believe something that's different than you and still be a good person. And there was a part of me that wanted to just get out of the car, walk over to and 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 interrupt their conversation. God, 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 God. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, God, God, Jesus, Jesus, God, God, Jesus. Hi, guys. Hey. Yeah. Um. I'm not really a religious guy to be to be honest with you, but I couldn't help but overhear how dumb what you just said was. Okay, I wouldn't put it that way. So what are you saying? You're saying that just because someone's an atheist, you 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 literally didn't want to shake their hand and you couldn't talk to them. No, I could not do that. I just I just I'm just I, I mean, how do they know? Well, how would be good? Well, you do realize that a person is either good or bad based on who they are, their choices. You know, like I'm not a really a religious guy and I haven't been to church since like, I don't know, the 80s and uh, except for weddings and funerals and crap like that. But uh, I've never stolen anything from anyone. I've never cheated on a woman. I've never cheated on anything or stolen anything in my life. I know that, but I mean, but at least you have a little bit of religion in you. And and and, and, and by the way, here's a pamphlet from my church uh, called the The Judgmental Bastard Church. Uh, so you're basically a church full of judgmental people. Yes, we're very judgmental. Um, well, let me, let me put it this way. Um, you can take this flyer back because I'm not going there. But what I'm saying is you have to remember that you can't base how good a person is on their religion because there are religious people who do horrible things too. And you wouldn't want to say that everybody who's part of that religion is horrible because one person did something wrong. You wouldn't want to generalize like that, would you? Uh, maybe that, that, that's different with religious. Well, have you ever met any atheists? No. So that's the first atheist you actually met. Yes, it is. And you didn't even get an opportunity to have a conversation with the person. What about the person never said they were an atheist at all? You were hanging out with them, having a wonderful conversation with them everything is great you found them an engaging human being and charming and funny and then afterward they said they were an atheist what would you do then would you just walk away from a person that you just already had a conversation with you were having a good time with you were having pleasant conversation with and you connected with you mean to tell me you would just get up and walk away from that person after that well i would have no choice because it's an atheist and i can't do that and but i didn't do that mainly because I wanted to go home and record this. <laughs> so I didn't, well, and also I don't like to approach strangers and start arguments. But the funny thing about it was it was really weird to listen to that. And I noticed that there are certain people that can't hang around people that are, that are different than they are. They can't do it. And I really never had that problem after, I mean, as, as I talked about in the last segment with the, with the, with the, um, with the basketball game, when I was very young, I was ridiculously shy, which is why a lot of people, when they found that I, what, I, what I do for a living, when I was, you know, when I started doing stand-up comedy, they were completely shocked. Little quiet man was over there, and now he's got hundreds of people standing up and cheering for him, and he's on TV, and then, then, then. they were blown away by that crap. And so and when I look back on it, maybe I was kind of blown away by it. But I never once I but once I became an adult, I didn't really have a problem being around people that didn't believe the same things that I believed. I didn't really give a crap. If you're a good person, I'm cool with you. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care about anything that doesn't apply to you being a good person. Whatever it is, I'm cool with it. But it was a part of me that wanted to get out of the car and walk up to these two ladies and interrupt their conversation. God, 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 Jesus, God, 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 God. Hold on, ladies. I'm going to ask you a question. God, 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 hold on. God, 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 God. Okay, you can talk now. Let me ask you a question. You just said that you would just walk away from an atheist in disgust. Here's a question I want to ask you. Do you think Jesus would do that? 
I would have loved to walk up to them and actually say that. What do you think Jesus would do? Do you think Jesus would just go, oh, you're an atheist and walk away? Hmm? Do you imagine that happening a couple of thousand years ago? Hmm? Jesus. Yes, my child. There's 3,000 people down here. They're hungry. We don't have food for them. The only thing I have here is this one fish and this one piece of bread. <laughs> one fish and one piece of bread. How many people down there again? 3,000. <laughs> Not a problem. Watch this. Bam. Whoa, where'd all that fish and the bread come from? Hello, son of God here. Oh, that's right. Sorry about that, man. I, I'm so used to you doing all these amazing things. and it's, You would figure with me seeing you do all these amazing things that I would just instinctively just go, he, you can handle it, but th- that's enough talk. Just take the fish down. In fact, send the people back up here. I'll, I'll hand the fish out myself. I'm a man of the people. And then the thousands walk up and individually they're handed bread and fish and they're eating and they're going, man, that guy's the greatest. Not only is he a great guy, but look at the power that he has and he uses his power for good. I'm going to follow him. And then one more person walks up. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. Not the problem, my child. Here's some fish and some bread. It's just so nice of you to be. You're such a gracious and powerful man. The fact that you care about all these people and all of this stuff that you're doing, I think is incredible and great. Thank you. I don't. It's not not really me. It's I just I'm just a conduit and all of that. I'm just trying to help people. That's what I do. Yeah, man. I mean, the simple fact that you'd help me an atheist like that is it? What? Yeah, I mean, I'm an atheist. An atheist. Yeah. So you you don't you don't you don't believe in me? Not really. No. You know, I'm son of God. You know, that I have. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think you're a guy that knows stuff. I mean, I'm saying you're an intelligent guy. I mean, I've heard you speak before. You know, and I believe a lot of the stuff that you're saying. I mean, as soon as you started that, I'm the son of God stuff. I don't pay attention to that crap. I figure that's just some kind of flourish you're throwing in to, to, to increase the box office. But um, I personally, I think that the whole to treat other people, I love all that stuff. But the other stuff with the stuff and the guy in the sky, not the, not a big fan of it. I don't believe in any of that stuff. <sighs> did, I mean, did you not see the fact that it was like, like one piece of fish and one piece of bread, and then I turned it into three thousand? But here we go again. How do I know that you didn't have three th- all this fish up here? You walk up to the top of the hill. You have the bread and the fish. You go, hey, I don't have any bread. There's one bread and one fish. I don't have enough for everybody. Then you walk back down the hill. You signal to somebody, and they bring over all the damn fish and the bread, and then you give it to us. I mean, I I, I don't mind it. I understand. You got to do these tricks to make everybody, you know, they, they bring in the, like I said, they bring in the box offices and get attention. And then when you get all the attention, and you tell them your wonderful stories, which are wonderful life lessons. I get it. I understand marketing. You know, I have a BA in marketing. I understand it. it. Just, I'm not mad at you. You know, I understand. It's like when a person does a movie. Granted, movies have not been invented yet, but if they were invented, what I would say is a person sometimes takes artistic license to make a point. We don't take it literally. You know, you want to you want to tell a story. We get it. I'm not a problem with that. I'm I'm just, I'm just glad that no matter how the fish got it, whether it was because of your magical powers or the simple fact that you just had them hidden behind those bushes over there, I don't care. You were nice enough to feed these people, and why are you taking my fish from me? Get this guy out of here. He doesn't believe. He doesn't eat. Get him. Now, would Jesus do that? Of course not. Right. I don't, and like I said, if you're a religious person, I was just trying to make a point. Hope I didn't uh, hope I didn't offend you with that. I was just trying to make the point that it's OK to be around people that believe things that are different um, than you. And, and I, have, I have conservative friends, but I'll be honest with you. There's sometimes when you find out there's something about a person that's a little different than you thought. I had some friends that I've had for a long period of time, and it was amazing that we had been friends for such a long period of time. And there was a lot that I knew about them. You know, their kids names, you know, their wife's names. You have gotten friendly enough to with them that the wife kisses you on the mouth. And if you meet their, their mom, their mom kisses you on the mouth. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, and, and like all of my friends, wives kiss me on the mouth. You know, and uh, which is which, you know, it's, which is kind of un, it's not uncomfortable, but it's like, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, I, I'm, it's not like an unpleasant thing, but it's like, 
you know, usually when I kiss a chick on the mouth, it starts, it's the beginning of banging. But these are my friend's wives, and obviously I think of them as sisters, even though my sister doesn't do that. But back to the story, I digress. But I'm, but I meet their family and their friends, and uh, by the way, if you become a friend of me and you're a beautiful woman, don't, even if we're not getting it on, feel free to kiss me on the mouth. I'm all for it. <laughs> also, please squeeze my butt while you're doing it. Back to the story. So I have these friends, and, and I have, like I said, I have conservative friends, and they're ni- they're they're nice people that dif- that differ on policy, and they're they they they're, they're actual compassionate conservatives. You know, they, they don't spend so much money on that, but we do want to do this. But we do, you know, we have these 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 debates or discussions. There's never any kind of anger or name calling. There's nobody calling me libtard or you know, whatever, any of that other kind of crap. And I'm not calling them names or any of that kind of stuff. We just have discussions. And then we, and after the end of the discussion, we shake hands and we continue our meal and continue hanging out. It's not a big deal. But there's been a couple of people. Like I said, I don't mind being around people that are different. In fact, I like being around people that are different too. But there's a couple of people that disappointed me, man. Disappointed the crap out of me. Oh, and they're personal friends. I haven't seen them in a few years. And I realized I didn't know these particular people as well as I thought. Oh, and I talked about it before some other people. This is a different person. This happened recently. I'd been at this person's house. We had done shows together. We'd hung out together. You know, like I said, the guy's wife, if I, if I ran into the guy tomorrow and his wife was with his wife, hey, ass, man, she'd kiss me on the mouth. She wouldn't squeeze my butt because that's not acceptable. And he'd high five me. Hey, man, what's going on? He'd give me a big hug. He'd try to kiss me on the mouth. And I'd go, dude, I told you about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've banged him. Okay, that's not true either. But I'm watching. We reconnected and we connected on Facebook. And he was a comedian. He, he's not one now. He used to be. And I still am, obviously. At least I think I am. <laughs> I'm incredible. Shut up. And he started tweeting some conservative stuff. And I didn't really, really know he was a conservative guy. But I went, oh, he's conservative. That's interesting. Because, you know, he always seemed like, a, you know, like a liberal type cat when I met him. Not that that's a prerequisite to being a friend of mine, because obviously it isn't. And he started t- posting some stuff. And he posted some stuff from certain news stations and, and websites that were really to the right. But I didn't know whether I couldn't tell whether he was he was. Sometimes when you post something that's diametrically opposed to you, people that are following you know you well enough to know that you're pointing out, look at what these people are saying. Watch out. And I thought that maybe that's what he was doing because he didn't put comments above it. And then he started putting comments above it. And then he started using names for the president. They weren't racist names, but when you start saying Hussein, President Hussein, Oh, no. Barry's at it again. Barry. Oh, oh bummer. And I realized that he wasn't differing on with the president on policy things. He was starting to post and tweet and uh, put on his Facebook stuff that was, let's just say, I could tell his only real problem with the president was the fact that the president's melanin level was an unacceptable melanin level. And it was very obvious, mainly because he wrote, by the way, I don't like the president because of his melanin level. (laughs) Okay, he did not put that part, but he was, was very obvious why. And I'm thinking, did he change that much? I haven't said and seen him in 10 years. Did did he change that much in 10 years? Really? He knows I'm his friend. I was his friend, or is his, I don't even know what to call the bastard now. And I was curious. I was like, "Oh man, let me write something real innocuous to him to see if he answers the way he used to answer." And I was like, "Hey, buddy, buh, 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 buh. hey, buddy, hey, great to see you. Buh, 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 buh. We get together, buh, buh, buh. We get together, have friends, friends, friendship, ha, ha. get together, kids, get together." Ha, ha. Okay, he's still doing the friend thing, but I'm. And then the next day, oh, bummer, that guy. And I'm going, like I said, if he differed with him on policy stuff, I would have no problem with him. But it became really apparent that the only reason he didn't like the president. 
you know what the reason was. And I was disappointed. I still haven't unfriended the guy. I'm not going to I'm not going to unfriend the guy. But I got to be honest with you. He's been muted from my timeline. Like I said, I have no problem being around people that are different than me, believe different things than I do. But sometimes, sometimes disappointing. Now I was thinking about the, like I said, back to the ladies that I met, uh, that I was, uh, that were talking outside the car. I wonder what it's like to be like that. You know, I don't want to be like that, but I'm just curious of what the mindset is. When facts come in, what exactly do they hear? Two plus two is four. And then you say to them, two plus two is four, 14. Yes, two plus two is 14. That's four, not 14. 14. Your brain won't allow the fact that two and two is four, 14. Okay, I, I, I changed my mind. I don't want to know what it's like to think like you. So all I'm saying is, like I said, I have people, friends that are different in every way. But there is a level where it's like, oh God, enough already. And unfortunately, one of my friends from back in the day has moved into the enough already phase. There's a lot of other things that I've seen and have him, him writing, um, about certain things that made me say, I got to move away from this cat. I'm not going to say what those things are because I've said, even the amount that I've said right now is not enough to identify this individual person. And I don't want to identify this individual person because I don't want to identify this individual person. But unfortunately, when I look at lists of people I'm going to be around, it has been reduced by one because that bastard's got to go. It's a shame, but it doesn't matter. I still got you guys, right? (laughs) Segment over. All right, my friends, thank you very, very much for checking out another episode of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast starring yours truly, Yes, Anthony Thomas. I want to thank you very, very much for uh, making the last episode ridiculously popular. I appreciate that, and I appreciate everything that you do. Uh, I just want to say a special hello and shout out to my SAS potters in Canada, my SAS potters in, the, in Great Britain, my SAS potters in Australia, my SAS potters right here in the good old U.S. of of a and uh, the sass potters i'm starting to get in europe hello my friends how are you doing your euro spending people how's it going uh everybody uh make sure you check out the show every week make sure you subscribe to the show so you'll know exactly when it's coming out i know a lot of you have already but those of you that haven't get on that you bastards uh the the uh twitter page for me specifically is at s anthony thomas the twitter page for this show is at s anthony says uh i have two periscopes they're both attached to the specific uh, if you're on Periscope, uh, just follow S. Anthony Thomas. That's me. And S. Anthony says that's for the podcast. I'm going to begin using that crap very, very soon. Uh, if you love the show, make sure you give it a five star rating and tell your friends and tell your friends and tell your friends and browbeat the bastards until they start listening to this crap on a regular basis, just like you do. For those of you who are new and want to know what the email address is, you can contact me and tell me how incredible I am. I mean, write whatever you want. <laughs> tell me I'm awesome. The email address is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail dot com. Now, those of you that have been listening to me for the last two years and change, you know, this is the end of the show. You know how I end the show. For those of you that are new, listen to this end of the show, then then rewind it back and join in with us because we're all going to do this together. It doesn't matter whether you're in your car, whether you're on a treadmill, whether you're riding a lawnmower, whatever you're doing, you got the earbuds in, you're listening on your phones or you're listening on your tablets or you're listening in your house. You know what I'm about to say and we're going to do it on the count of three. Do it with me. One. Two, three, S. Anthony out.